You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Built Bar and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, we'll go around the conference with a bunch of tidbits, including uh, some football things, including Georgia landing a defensive back transfer from West Virginia who should help out immediately in their secondary. Also, we'll recap a very busy weekend in SEC baseball where some teams are just straight-up dominant. Vanderbilt, I'm looking at you. Florida had a very nice weekend. And lastly, we'll pay tribute to Alabama superfan Cameron Luke Ratliff, who lost his life over the weekend. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. All right, we start in SEC football where Georgia lands a transfer commitment from West Virginia. Tyke Smith will reunite with Jamila Dye. The West Virginia transfer defensive back will play for his former West Virginia position coach at Georgia. He announced Sunday evening with a transfer commitment and his two seasons playing under a die. Smith recorded over 111 tackles. Including 10 and a half for a loss, four interceptions, and nine passes defense this past season as a sophomore. He recorded 61 tackles, five pass breakups, two picks, earning third team AP All American recognition. He was named the number five returning defensive back in 2021 by Pro Football Focus. And now he is heading to Georgia. So that is a big get for Kirby Smart and company. And speaking of Georgia, they held their first spring scrimmage. Since 2019 on Saturday, and Kirby Smart said even though the Bulldogs had plenty of young and experienced players, he said he liked what he saw. So we made some errors. There were 16 mid-years out there who were a little nervous or some anxiety, but I felt the energy was good on both sides of the ball. When somebody made a play, there was enthusiasm. Smart also confirmed that receivers Jermaine Burton suffered a hyperextended knee last week, and Arian Smith sustained a sprained wrist in Saturday's scrimmage. Over at Arkansas, Coach Sam Pittman is not opposed to facing other regional Power 5 programs in an NFL-style scrimmage format. That idea was floated out there by Oklahoma State Coach Mike Gundy. Gundy said last week it would be good for us to scrimmage a school like Arkansas or Nebraska or Texas A&M. Sam Pittman was asked about the idea, and he said he's open to it. He said, I'd be way more interested in doing it this year than I would have last year if there was no covid Different people do spring ball differently, so I don't know what uh, that I'd be for that in the first year. But after that, I think it could be beneficial. So we'll see if that idea gets off the ground. I don't think it's going to happen this offseason, but maybe in future years. It'll be a lot of fun to see, instead of spring games of one team playing themselves, you bring in somebody else, just like the NFL does. Over at Alabama, quarterback Bryce Young off to a good start in Alabama's spring quarterback competition. Former five-star Reportedly threw for four touchdown passes in Alabama's first scrimmage on Friday. That's from Mail.com's Matt Zenitz, who says two of the scores came against the Tide's first-team defense. Two of those touchdown passes went to tight end Cameron Latu, a converted defensive end who's played mostly, mostly on special teams. And receivers Javon Baker and Xavier Williams caught Young's other touchdowns 
Slade Bolden also made a big play that set up one of the scores. Over at Mississippi State, they held their first practice of the spring, and Coach Mike Leach described it as one of the Bulldogs' best practices so far. He said both sides have plenty to be happy with, plenty to be upset about. Pretty typical of a good scrimmage, but he was also very impressed by a freshman quarterback named Daniel Greek. Leach said, I thought he looked really good. I would say that was one of the more impressive freshman debut performances that I've seen. Thought he played really well, played smart. A lot of times those guys will try to make too much happen or just because they're anxious, what's in their head goes out the window. But I didn't think he did. I thought he played within himself and just very methodical, meticulous going down the field and a couple of good checks too that I thought were good. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. The quarterback spot there competing with Will Rogers over at Mississippi State. The uh, top-rated recruit in the state of Mississippi. He has four SEC teams in his top group. Kamari Rogers includes Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas A&M in his top six that he tweeted out on Saturday. Outside of the SEC, the four-star cornerback also includes Miami and Notre Dame. The six schools were in Rogers' top ten last month, which also had Georgia and LSU, but those have not made the cut. One other football note, very disturbing note over in Knoxville. Channel 10 there is reporting that uh, Tennessee linebacker is under investigation for alleged abuse of a cat. Knoxville police confirmed the department received a report that Tennessee linebacker Aaron Beasley had abused another student's cat. According to the report, cat's owner has a GoFundMe page raising money for medical costs for the cat. The owner of the cat is not named, but uh, you can find the link in their news report. Never a good thing when football players are abusing animals, let alone people. Over in basketball news, Tennessee, they shored up their backcourt on Saturday with a commitment from a transfer guard in Justin Powell. The former three-star prospect made his announcement on Saturday. He's six foot six, started seven games, earned playing time in 10 contests for Auburn last season, averaged just under 12 points, six rebounds, and just under five assists. He's a Kentucky native, native shot. 42% 42% from the field, 44% from three. So a big get in Justin Powell going from Auburn over to Tennessee. After entering the transfer portal in late March, Mizzou transfer guard Xavier Pinson, he has narrowed his options down to four te- teams, including three from the SEC. He shared on Instagram his final schools are Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia, and Nebraska. So see if Xavier Pinson ends up staying in the SEC. Maybe moves over to the West with Arkansas and Auburn among his options. And speaking of Missouri, Coach Quanzo Martin, he picked up a transfer this week when the Tigers landed Ball State point guard transfer Jerron Coleman in a week where former Mizzou player Mark Smith transferred to Kansas State. Tigers landed Kansas State transfer Dewan Gordon. On Saturday, Coleman announced his commitment to Martin's program. So uh, Missouri got a lot of guys out, a lot of guys coming in. And over at Florida, Mike White continues to rebuild the Florida roster. Hours hours after he landed a graduate transfer commitment from Brandon McKissick from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, the Gators picked up a second transfer pledge Friday night. Boston College's C.J. Felder tweeted out he is committed to the the Gators. In draft news, as the uh, NFL draft inches closer, there's a lot of talk on Jamar Chase potentially reuniting with his former quarterback, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. He said after his pro day last week that he wouldn't mind going to 
be a Bengal, but apparently there's been some spe- speculation that Joe Burrow has been, quote, lobbying to get his former teammate there. According to a Bengal staffer, though, Burrow does not lobby and respects his decision makers. Trey Wingo, former ESPN analyst, now with the Pro Football Network, said, I've heard a lot this week about Joe Burrow potentially lobbying for Jamar Chase, but I can tell you I got a text today from a member of the Bengals coaching staff saying, I've seen that out there, not sure where that came from. That's not Joe, and that's not how he is at all. So we'll see what the Bengals do with the fifth overall pick in a couple weeks. If I'm Joe Burrow, though, I'm saying, hey, man, get me some protection. Joe Torres, uh, ACL, MCL, UCL all last season because that offensive line stunk. Good as it would be to get a reunion with Jamar Chase, I think Joe would rather uh, some protection there. And that is around the conference. When we come back, we're going to hit on some of the big stories, takeaways from the weekend that was in SEC baseball. That's next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We got the championship game going tonight. Yeah, there's no SEC teams in it, but we got a really good one between Baylor and Gonzaga. They've been both uh, two of the best teams in college basketball all season, and tonight they will be on the court. And why would you not get in on the action? You could do so at Bet Online. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They got you covered with the news, scores, and the odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head over to betonline.ag right now. You can do so on your mobile device, your tablet, your laptop, whatever you have. Sign up today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Head to BetOnline. They got tons of stuff you can get in on tonight. You got the spread. You can bet straight up. You can bet in uh, first half odds, second half lines, totals, all of it. They got it for you there right at BetOnline. Head there right now. They are BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. There was a lot going on around the weekend that was in the SEC when it comes to baseball. We're getting into the thick of it now, a couple weeks into conference play Let's recap the SEC baseball weekend. And we start with the Florida Gators who rebounded from a sweep at the hands of South Carolina by taking two out of three from number three Ole Miss. Ole Miss had been 6-0 in the SEC. Remember, we were bragging on them last week. Nathan Hickey homered and drove in three in support of Hunter Barco. In Saturday's rubber game, Hunter Barco went five innings, Give up three runs, just two earned. So congrats to the Florida Gators. Big, big series win over Ole Miss. Over at Vanderbilt, the top-ranked Commodores swept a road series at LSU. Never an easy place to go into. The Tigers may be struggling right now, but sweeping any SEC series on the road is loud. And it's not like LSU lacks any talent. Carter Young had a monster Weekend, he's a beast at the plate for Vandy. And Jack Leiter, my goodness, continues his SEC dominance. Pitched six innings, allowing just one earned run with 12 strikeouts. His season ERA is at .43. Yeah, just go ahead and send that guy to the big leagues right now. He and Kumar Rocker have nothing left to prove at the college level. But they're going to keep pitching for Vandy. And Vandy's going to find themselves in the postseason, if not winning a national championship this year because of those two guys. My goodness. 
Over at Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, they bounced back from last weekend's sweep at the hands of Arkansas by sweeping Kentucky, which had gotten off to a 5-1 start in SEC play. So a nice series win over the Wildcats. Mississippi State pitching limited Kentucky's dangerous offense to just six runs over the three games. Logan Tanner for the Bulldogs drove in a run and scored two runs himself on Saturday. Over Tennessee, the Volunteers, they won a hard-fought series on the road against a really good Alabama club after dropping the series opener. Tennessee grinded out a win in 11 innings on Saturday and then took another white-knuckle affair 9-8 in Sunday's rubber match. The Vols improved to 24-5 overall, 7-2 in the SEC. I think a lot of people didn't see this coming from the Tennessee Volunteers. They knew they we're going to be poised to be a little bit better this year than they've been in recent years, but I don't know if everybody thought they were going to be this good. So shout out to the Vols. Let's see what they can they can keep this going this year. Over at South Carolina, the Gamecocks won a nice SEC road series. They get two of three at Georgia. Brady Allen continued his recent tear with two home runs in Sunday's rubber match in support of freshman pitcher Will Sanders, who pitched eight innings, giving up one earned run. To Georgia, South Carolina improved to 19 and seven overall, six and three in the SEC. A pretty dangerous club. The Gamecocks are. Over at Arkansas, the Razorbacks they survived a gut check weekend at Auburn. One week after sweeping Mississippi State on the road, after dropping Thursday's series opener, Arkansas rallied from behind with five runs in the seventh on Friday, and route to a six to five win. And then they came from behind late again on Saturday to win 6-5 in 10 innings. The Hogs are now 7-2 in the SEC. Christian Franklin had a, that walk-off RBI single on Saturday. Tyler Miller, he had a good weekend for Auburn. Over at Missouri, the Tigers breathed some life into their SEC hopes by taking two of three at home against Texas A&M. Mizzou is still just 3-6 in the league and 10-17 and overall, but at least now they've won a conference series. Building blocks. Got to get better before you can get really, really good. So uh, congrats to Mizzou. And just a little bit on the disappointed side, man. LSU, they get swept by Vanderbilt, which there's no shame in that, but it comes a week after you just got swept at Tennessee. And the LSU Tigers, who started the preseason in the top 15 amongst many polls, they are now just 1-8 to start SEC play. On top of that, one of their leaders and pitcher, Jaden Hill, left Friday night's game with an elbow injury. Could miss significant time. And the season is just spiraling for Coach Paul Maneri and his crew. So a lot of time to get it figured out. And they've certainly had a brutal start to SEC play, but oof. Well, Fellowship's been that bad in a long time, starting in the conference at 1-8. and eight. And Just take a look at the standings in the East. It is Vanderbilt sitting atop at 8-1 and one in the conference, followed by Tennessee at 7-2, and two, South Carolina 6-3. and three. Kentucky and Florida right there in the middle at 5-4, and four, and then you got Georgia and Missouri on the back end at 3-6. and six. In the West, Arkansas and Ole Miss lead the way at 7-2 and two apiece. Mississippi State at 5-4, and four. and then... The four guys bringing it up the rear with Texas A&M 3-6, Alabama 2-7, and, and both LSU and Auburn 1-8. Look, we knew this season was going to be a grind. There's a lot of good teams and a lot of good talent in the SEC. It's fun to watch, but somebody's got to lose. And unfortunately for 
teams like LSU, Auburn, Alabama, Missouri, Georgia are taking the brunt of it this season because Vandy, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Mississippi State, they're all just that good this year. So we'll see. Things can change. Tides can shift as the season goes along. But uh, in my opinion, Vanderbilt is just on another level. And that is your recap of SEC basketball this weekend. When we return, we'll pay tribute to one of the big super fans in the SEC who lost his life over the weekend. Stay with us. I want to remind you guys about Built Bar. They are still the best-tasting protein bar ever. They've got dozens and dozens of different flavors. I tell you guys all the time, the cookies and cream, one of my personal favorites. You can try them all at BuiltBar.com. They are protein bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. The cookies and cream, like I like, 17 grams of protein packed in there, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Instead of going and grabbing a bag of potato chips or uh, M&Ms or whatever you're grabbing late in the afternoon for a snack food, grab a Built Bar. It is absolutely the way to go, especially if you just started working out, your weight training, you want to add that protein. We could all use a little bit more of it. Head to BuiltBar.com right now. And when you go there, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, it's April, and the Locked On NFL Network of Podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 23rd, be the ultimate 2021 mock draft featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, Michael Lombardi. Find out who trades up, who trades back, and who selects the next young star. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the ultimate 2021 mock draft. Remembering an Alabama fan today, well-known fan Cameron Luke Ratliff passing away, leaving a legacy here at Alabama. Now, Ratliff was known as Thupaponymous or Fluff and led the student section at basketball games. He was in his senior year and set to graduate. The star power of Ratliff picked up speed this year as Nate Oates and the Crimson Tide made their SEC run this season. We showed you earlier the service they had today for Ratliff, and as a fan, he was there every step of the way. When the Tide moved to Indy, Ratliff was leading the way in his plaid sports coat. Players and coaches from across the college world reaching out to show their support to Ratliff on what he meant to the college game. Earlier today, I spoke to Roger Hoover of Crimson Tide Radio Network on how special this last run was to Fluff and his family. You know, it makes it even tougher knowing that uh, he passes away right after what was so many happy moments. And um, I'm glad he got to have a senior night like he did against Auburn where, you know, Alabama presented him with a signed basketball from Coach Oates and he got a standing ovation in front of the fans at Coleman Coliseum, but not just the fans inside Coleman Coliseum. His mom was there. Uh, for the first time she'd ever been to a basketball game at Alabama, she got to be there and she got to see how this entire fan base loved her son. That coming from uh, Channel 13 News in uh, Tuscaloosa, just some tough news to hear. Uh, if you've watched an Alabama basketball game in recent years, you know this guy, the big a guy who'd be in the front of the student section cheering on Alabama with the big thick glasses and the uh, the big coat. Um, you know, with the hound's tooth on it at times and the plaid patterns, Cameron Luke Ratliff is an Alabama student. He was the leader of the Crimson Chaos basketball 
campus support group. He passed away on Friday night after a brief illness. He was just 23 years old. His father, Brian Ratliff, confirmed his death on Friday night. He said he was my son and my best friend, but he had an extended Alabama family that I never met, and he loved them, and they loved him. Ratliff was hospitalized recently uh, in the regional medical center there in Tuscaloosa. Multiple sources with direct knowledge confirmed that he died of complications related to pneumonia and COVID-19. Ratliff was in attendance at Alabama's NCAA tournament appearance in Indianapolis and returned to Tuscaloosa on Monday, March 29th, after Alabama was eliminated by UCLA the night before. The official Alabama Athletics Twitter account posted a tribute to Ratliff on Friday night. He was profiled in the Tuscaloosa News last month. He's originally a native of Wadesboro, North Carolina, but he came to Alabama as a student and spent five years becoming the most visible fan at Crimson Tide basketball games, often wearing a trademark plaid blazer, Back in uh, February, Nate Oates even tweeted about him. Wanted to thank all the fans that came out and support us tonight in our win over LSU. Student section was great. Really appreciated the leadership at Fluffopotamus88 brings to our student section. Loved having you guys behind us tonight. Again, uh, Cameron's Twitter account, Fluffopotamus88. Ratliff said in an interview with the Tuscaloosa News that uh, Alabama's really taking me in. They're good people, and I appreciate how close they've let me get with the program. I feel like I owe them something because I feel like I don't deserve half the things, half the recognition, half the acknowledgement, half the accolades that I get because I'm just doing what I love. And lastly, Greg Byrne, the athletic director at Alabama, tweeted out on Saturday, I know we are all heartbroken here in the news about Cameron Luke Ratliff. Fluff brought a positive attitude and energy to everything and everyone around him, especially Alabama basketball. He inspired all of us. We'll find an appropriate way to honor Fluff. Sad news, sad story. And, um, you know, hopefully his memory is, um, you know, commemorated in some way. And I know a lot of Alabama fans and students are upset and distraught over the news and uh, all you can do is just wish his family and everyone else uh, the best. As never like to hear news like that. But uh, as we said, one of the guys in recent years who had just become a staple of SEC fandom in the conference. And a lot of people upset over the news of his passing on Friday. So, uh, again, thoughts and prayers go out to the family of uh, Cameron Luke Ratliff. Passed away at the age of 23. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Uh, as the week goes along, we're going to get into some more football conversation. It's spring practices rolling on still across many of the SEC campuses. Bring you some interviews throughout the week as well. And start making some predictions for next football season. Looking ahead to some of the schedules. Get into all of that along the way. This is Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.